it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock and this is the Devil's Podcast. Joining me today is Alex, how are you? I'm good, good. It's been a while since I've done something other than a match day video, which is good, it's good to be back. Good to have oh, you on, good, good to, to have back. you on. Uh, and Jay as well, how the Devils are you? Oh, nicely done, never gets old. Good. I'm good, mate, yeah, I'm excited. Good, what are you excited for? Just, you know. What are you, what are you being excited for? We're not allowed to be excited as Man United fans. We have to be wistful and upset. Yes, I'm excited because we've got Champions League football next mm-hmm. season. I'm excited because we've still got the Europa, which, yep. all right, it's not the most glamorous competition, but it's a trophy, we're still in it, yep. and we don't have the pressure of needing it to, to get into the Champions League. And also, yes, it's silly season with transfers, which can get a bit annoying, mm. but even that's a little bit exciting, isn't it? Yeah, to start with, it's fun. This Sancho deal better happen, but you're talking there about Europa, we're talking about Champions League. Are you looking forward to Europa League now? Are you looking forward to it more or less? Obviously, there's less pressure on it now. Does that mean you can sit and relax and enjoy it, or does it mean you sort of think, well, who cares? I think we've got options now where we can use it as, I think people have said that, you know, these first couple of games, we can almost say, throw a few of the kids in, put different people, and we don't have to use the same team with you for the past month to try and get us through the over the line in the Premier League. So doing that... And now, and then maybe bring the other players back and almost use it like a mini, more competitive pre-season towards the end of it if we do get through and, and things like that. So I think, I'm looking forward to it. It should mm. be, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable than it was when we're trying to get a Champions League spot and that's the only way we're going to get it, which is, so it's much better. Yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? That was rough. It was, the, the, the problem with that was that Jose gave up in January on the league. So like, week in, week out, you're watching shit. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. we're just playing... A, a, a reserve team not on a completely reserve team but resting players in the league for like the game and drawing and losing against the likes of Swansea and Hull and teams like that I just remember thinking you know what is going on here and then yes we won it and I've always said you know that, that winning the Europa was great especially coming so soon after the arena attack and it gave us all a lift and, and I was there in Stockholm and it was it was a, a fantastic evening but it was one of those competitions where you thought right don't want to ever see this again. Mm. As soon yeah. as it ended, it's like, right, I don't want to come back into Europa yeah. again. Obviously, we're back here, but it's a different circumstance. And, you know, we completed the set, of course, and, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, like Baggers is saying, it's a good opportunity to see, like you say, practice and get ready for like a, almost like a pre-season. Also, to see where, what level some of these youngsters are at. Yeah. Because I think players like, say, Jimmy Garner, for example, how far off the team is he? Mm. You know, we've got Matic, who's getting on a bit. I know he's only 31 and, and I get where you know, people come from with that, but we know we can't play week in, week out. The question marks perhaps on how much you can rely on the likes of Fred and McTominay. Garner is one that may be called upon next season, so you can use it. People like him, Laird, um, maybe one or two others, I'm not sure. Levitt as well, maybe. Levitt, yeah. I think Dylan Ted Levitt. and Mengi's the one as well. Ted and Mengi, I, I mean, I watched him in that youth game this year and he's ridiculous. Like, you could see he was levels above everyone else at that kind of level. So it's kind of seen where does, where does he fit at this level, especially with, you know, he played the game at Astana, 
but he played alongside another youth team player. But maybe you put him alongside a Lindelof or a Maguire for one of these games, and you see where where he kind of sits in that. And that'll be interesting to see because if he is close, you know, there's all this talk now about centre backs that we're being linked with, or maybe we need another one. Can him and Twanzebe be the ones that are pushing Lindelof and and Baye and, and Maguire out of the team, which would be ideal, really? Are you even remotely like allowing the concept twenty ahead that? If we play just all youngsters who, let's not forget, haven't played football in six months, we're not getting five nil, are we? We're not. It's not going to be. Well, the last if we're no. three nil down at half time because we've played. What against last? Yeah. No, Is I there a chance, no, no, no matter who we play, because they haven't. I the, don't the under twenty threes and the under eighteens haven't played since. They've not even been in. Tra- most of them haven't even been in training. I mean, don't forget against last away, we didn't play our strongest team necessarily. That's true. Yeah. And we still walked it. Yeah, um, Pereira and Scott. what I mean. Beauty. You know, it was like coming out coming of a game because you're going to get a goal sort of yeah. stuff. Um, so even if he plays the, some of the kids, I don't see them getting beat. I don't see this becoming like a... I just don't... I, I, even not even, a, be even a, a cynic well, in the what have we got here? No, no. Nah, I, I just can't see it. I, I can't imagine like, it. Like you said there, I think the fact that a lot of these lads haven't even been in training, so I think he's going to have to play a lot of the, the younger lads. He's going to have to play a couple of the mixed experience lads. You know, he's going to have to put... Like I said, maybe Mengi plays, but I think a Lindelof or a Maguire has to play alongside him. Mm. Same in midfield. I think maybe Garner plays, but I think you might see one of Bruno or Pogba maybe, or someone, you know, maybe a Juan Mata or someone like that play mm. alongside I don't think it's going to be a complete... It's not going to be a starter. It's not going to be... Why not, though? Full, because, because in that game... In, they literally haven't been training. There's, yeah. These lads haven't been at the... At Laird's Carrington. been training, I think. There's been, the lads that got invited to first-team training, the rest of them have been told... Do what you want, lads. Mm. I think some of them need games as well. I think even like McTominay and Matter. Yeah, yeah. McTominay. They've not played. You can like, play like McTominay, <laughs> Fred, Matter, yeah. and they've not kicked start. a ball. Yeah. McTominay, or, or one of McTominay, or both uh, him and Fred will start. Matter, I think, will start as well. Egalo, I reckon, will start. Yeah. Pereira or Lingard. It's, maybe, yeah, you know, it might as well be all those players I mean, who's Last not time it was Lee Grant won it in goal. Mm. I think you're not going to do that again. I think you give Romero, Romero. A, a game. I presume maybe. so anyway because maybe, maybe, maybe Romero plays towards the end of yeah. it as well. maybe you pay, play yeah, Lee Grant Lee in this one. one game I, I always think our the reason to be at the club our sort of second string isn't that bad it's just not title challenging it's or not, not top four it's challenging not, like not, if we lose Bruno yeah. and Pogba or you know maybe a, a Martial or whatever we're in trouble if we want to go for a title challenge or top four challenge but if we're in the Europa and the likes of Bruno Pogba Marshall and Rashford mm. arrested. I still think we've got a decent enough squad to challenge for that competition. And after this, you talk about challenging. After this game, which as I was trying to push the the only real potential we have of anything close to a uh, risk of this tie, where we maybe play all the under teams who haven't played a yeah, game. Yeah. But even then, I don't think we'd lose five nil. Um, after this, then we've got you see the Copenhagen or Istanbul Basakshir, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Again, you would assume, and no offense to those two teams, whom which I don't really know much about. Um, You've got it's gonna you know if you're the if you're Paul Pogba or Bruno Fernandez or Martial or Rashford you've probably got two or three week holiday now haven't you Yeah, they're not going to play that game. I, no. I, I think there might be a couple of them on the bench. They'll be on the bench, yes. There might be a couple on the bench, but I don't think they're going to play that stronger team. I think that I think those are the kind of games, especially the Istanbul. If we'd have got Istanbul, mm. you know, to do a two leg game, have to go there. That would have been horrible. Imagine that in the mm. middle of what we've just gone through. Because that's what yeah, with their been. fans and everything. With their Although, fans, I don't know what the travel fans are to like, Turkey's never, Turkey's never as good and things yeah. like that. You know, it's that would have been on another level. Whereas now, neutral ground, mm. they've not got that kind of backing, not got that same kind of feel. I think that we should beat either of them teams. Mm. Teams, and then it gets straight. interesting. And then it gets the bigger teams. Then you've got like a bit of Rome, a bit of Wolves, Sevilla, Inter Milan for the for the round after that and things like that. That's when it's closer to a Champions League style standard, really. There are a couple of players that no matter what, I would give the whole competition off. I would give Marcus the whole competition off and I would give I Bruno so. the whole competition mm-hmm. off. I know that's not going to be popular because people say we get to the final, bring it back in, we can win it. I just think they need a break, break. They look yeah. gone. Have a month Marcus off. had a broken back for fuck's Give sake. them a month <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not recovered from it properly. He hasn't. And it's like, he's still been, you know, he's man of the match against Palace. Yeah. Okay, what Glenn Adol says. And he still like got three goals and four assists or whatever when he came back. So it's not like he didn't turn up. Mm. But you can see he's he's fatigued. Yeah. Not just physically, mentally as well. It's a big strain. You know, Bruno, he was gone. But again, even when he's gone, he'll get goals, he'll mm. get assists. But he needs a break because he was carrying the sporting team mm. and then he came to us and carried and us. So, yeah. It's like these guys need, for me, personally, I think just forget about that. You've done your bit. You've got a Champions League football. Go and have an holiday. Mm. Come back for the start of the season and come back refreshed. Because let's not forget, you could play them just in the semis and the final. 
and then they could bring that fatigue with them to the start of the Premier League season. But is there is there an argument to be made that if you look at a normal season, so let's say you end in mid June, uh, mid May, then you may be, or if we're challenging for a trophy, it would be sort of toward the end of May, wouldn't it? Uh, Europa League final. Then they would come back at late June, so they have a month off roughly, don't they? Usually, so from now, what is it? The Thursday the thirtieth, so they've had from Sunday the twenty sixth or whatever it would have been. Um, and when's the final of the Europa League this year? Is it the 19th? I think or the 22nd? Or something like yeah. that. If they just come back for the final, that's been their month off, and then they can almost treat the Europa League as pre-season. Or do you think they won't be in the frame of mind to come back straight for that? I get where you're coming from in terms of the times, but you know, you don't have that many games towards the end of a season crammed together the way we have. No, I know, and, yeah. And, Ma- and Marcus, as I keep going back to, had a broken back. I don't want yeah. to keep and wasn't And was only back fit for maybe three or four weeks before the season returned. Yeah, he wasn't, I think it, like Paul Pogba, sorry, was... Was back to fitness toward the start of lockdown, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he was just he, he was in the through. he was in the yeah. mix yeah. for the Spurs game when we yeah. thought it was going to go ahead at the original Rashford, time. Rashford only right. had three or four weeks before so we came back. I just feel like that. I feel that mm. those two players. I know they're vital to our team, but I just feel well, those Maguire two as well. Yeah, maybe Maguire. Yeah, you can maybe I've, throw him in the mix. I've heard a couple of things as well though that the teams that do well in Europa, Champions League, whatever, will be given thirty days. Whatever. So if we that's get not fight, confirmed yet, though. That's there's the a couple thing. of things oh, right. anyway. Maybe so they're going to get caveat, 30 right. days anyway, which means, which I'm kind of. But you even know so what? That, even that, still, that means that we're going to have 30 days off and then have Premier Saturday, League Wednesday, matches. Saturday, Wednesday, yeah. Saturday, Wednesday. So I don't know what because that that's really just cramming more games into the same into in, the same amount of games into a smaller period. And just my main concern is we start the Premier League season with players that still haven't fully mm. recovered yeah, because this this. Yes, I'm. I mean, I fan. I want to win trophies. Yeah, I'm not one of those who says, "Oh, you know, we're not gonna have a fucking open top parade because we finished third. Yeah, you want trophies. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're sort of yeah. brought up on. And I'd love us to win the Europa because it is a trophy. It's a European trophy. You know, obviously and it's difficult to win as well. Yeah, like, of course it is. You know, it'd be an achievement. And I think Oli, you know, it'd be great for him as well to get yeah. a trophy, get something he's tangible he can hold on to. But I don't want it to come at the expense of we start next season with players that are still knackered. So here's a question for you then. So the two options or the three options are. Either you let the players have a break now and yep. come back for the later stages, that's, yep. and that's their sort of end of season break. You either let them have half a break now, half a season, half a break afterwards. So two kind of half breaks yeah. in the time that you were mentioning, or you make them play through now as they would have done, and then have that 20, 30 days afterwards. What what would you go for there? Is is half is two half a breaks as good as one longer break either side of, well, I, of the I Europe? I think now getting, I years? think two three weeks. We'll yeah. give them, they'll be back to how they were fitness-wise. Players like Marcus, I think the ones that need to be, I think Bruno is just rest. I think two weeks will be, I think yeah, if he's had two enough. weeks, he can come back in. But Marcus, if he's struggling with his back, which I've heard he is still. Maybe, I get where you're coming from with Bruno. I sort of understand yeah. that. Just let, let Marcus him, in let particular get is the one I'm like, yeah. Marcus, because of the nature that he yeah, has yeah. to be. Mar- Marcus, maybe even Pogba as well with his ankle. Mm, Luke yeah. Shaw is, he's not playing again kind of thing. He's, is he he's, done for Europa? He's done for Europa. They've said he's not back. So I think he's... It's the, What's, we, we don't have an official at, diagnosis Ollie, on that, do we? I think he was lying through his teeth saying he was fit for the... And I think with someone like Shaw, he's obviously had that... I know it's not a different injury, but there's no rush because... You know, he had that horrific injury, and it was a few years ago now. But we don't need to rush him back. We've got Brandon Williams, Simi Fosu-Mensa can play at left back mm. amazingly. Um, he's sort of thrown his height into the ring. So, yeah, do we really need? I, don't, I think Luke Shaw's an important member of the team, but do we really mm. need to rush him back for this competition? No. no. And we also, again, we have Laird, who is very exciting, very promising um, fullback who can play both sides. Obviously, he's a right back naturally, but we've seen Brandon Williams do the same thing. So yeah. there's there's multiple people in that position who are available and fit and in a position to really like fight for their place in the It'd team. It'd be good to see Laird actually coming in. You make yeah. a good point there at right back. Because I think Wan-Bissaka needs a rest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, you, you never thought that earlier this season. He's just like a machine who was playing pra- practically every game. But the last few games in particular, he's looked knackered. Mm. Does the low we know it's kick? not his levels. It's, not, it's just he's tired. Yeah. Does the low get a kick at all? In this, or I is he gone? Sold I probably not, but if he is, I've always liked. I've, I feel a bit sorry for Diogo Dolo. I've always liked him, and I think he's just he been. He's, I don't think he's been terrible for Manchester United. I, I think, think he's been okay, and I think, think he's had some good games. I just think he's not. You know, we're trying to kick on, and I don't know if he's got. I think he was bought in Mourinho's. We're going to play three at the back. This decision, and he was going to be a wing back. I think he does look better at wing back. Um, but I don't think he's a. I don't think he plays in a four. I just don't think he's good enough. I don't think he's defensively good enough. And I think that I don't think we're good enough either. To be honest, mm. yeah, I don't think we're a team that can just go. Let's have two fullbacks that bomb on. 
I think now that we've got Wan-Bissaka, we've seen how good and solid that can be with a good defensive right-back. I don't think we're going to change from that. It does speak volumes, though. I know it's, you know, you could argue it's not necessarily true, but there's certainly enough rumours going around to make you think it could happen that Barca are in for him. Mm. So you know, That makes not, sense. He's not a duffer. He's not terrible at football. He's still only a young man who can play play well and, uh, you know, has played well for Manchester United. I just don't think he's consistent enough or got the sort of... I think for Barca, he'd probably, probably do really well at Barca. Yeah. You know, I think he's a very good, talented footballer going forward. And when they're going to have still Barca 80% of the ball kind of thing, I think he fits well with that. But I think defensively, I think he struggles. Mm. It's not a bad move, is it, from being fourth choice United left back to Barcelona? To being fourth choice Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is it. they've got Semedo and they've got Alba on that side as well. And they've got a few options, I think, yeah. ahead of him. But. If, if it might be a change for him. That yeah. If obviously Solskjaer's not keen, then it might be worth it. Um, let's have a look, little look at transfers. This week, in the last week, we've seen Sancho, people saying there's been an 80 mi- £89 million bid made that was rejected. Other people coming out saying, no, no such bid exists. And the Sa- Sancho one's one that keeps going. And Sky yesterday saying United are increasingly confident of getting Sancho and that Dortmund, all the stuff we've heard over and over again. But... Do you think that there's a chance that Sancho is in and amongst the squad if we sign him, or do you th- how do you think that's going to work? Because obviously he's basically had a preseason. He's, oh, sorry, he's had a rest, hasn't he? Bundesliga finished was it three weeks ago? Yeah, it finished a while ago, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and that'll be an interesting one. Bringing in not just Sancho, but whoever United bring in. James Cooper on the Tier One podcast with you saying how he expects three signings. Yeah. Um, this summer. Um, and it's going to be interesting how they come in and come out because there might be a, a, a scene where. We bring tra- we bring players in to help sort of train them up for the Europa League final or later stage of the Europa League, and then everyone goes off on holiday, and there's like four players training, and I don't know. It's going to be a bit of a weird one. Are you expecting transfers to come soon, or are you thinking it's going to be taking our time, taking our time, taking our time with things? I always worry because this last summer we had this thing then where we did one deal at a time. Do you remember? Mm. We did, and forgive me if I'm getting in the wrong way around, but we did Wambisaka took. I can't remember if it was Maguire or Wambasaka first, but we did that. Went on for 11 days, then we moved on to the next one that took mm. two weeks, and then There's not enough time to the, the Dan James one got Stupid postponed that, because he's like, that, he's, we, he's we deal with transfers it, like you're watching telly, like you can only have one channel on at once. Yeah, we it, need Sky multi room, <laughs> we need more than one channel going do, on at once. Like, How come you can only make one deal in 2011 in the summer of 2011? You're right, we did like Young Jones and De Gea within like a week, mm. it was just boom, 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 done. Do you know what I mean? And then this summer, like I said, it took us a month to make those three deals, one of which was already done. It just got postponed because obviously Dan James lost his dad. So you can't be doing that again because the window's short at this time. We want to get these players in. We don't want to do... The thing that happened with Bruno is, yes, it was great we got him, but the frustrating thing was, even to the point of we got him in January at the end of January, Mm. it was annoying because we got him a little bit earlier. All right, it didn't make much difference in the grand scheme of things because we finished third, but... You don't want to be doing that this season, getting Sancho in late or whoever, and it no. takes him a while, and then that can cost you some points, or it can cost you a few games. Yeah. You've seen as well. It's going to be so tight this season. You've it seen really him is. come back for Dortmund, not fit. So maybe yeah. he's one of them people that needs a preseason. Yeah, there's he needs been, to be yeah. Switched and there's been a couple of times with Sancho's cre- in Sancho's career, which is something I would be slightly cautious of, or at least if I was Solskjaer and in that position, it would be something that we would, I'm sure is being discussed, where his attitude and his turning up late for training and coming back not fit has been called into question a few times. There's been a couple of sequences in the last couple of years where he's been on the bench because of off-the-field stuff with Dortmund. So if he's maybe, again, I'm not trying to tar his whole career as, as, as having a bad attitude, but there has been times when he's clearly not got on with particularly again, well it could be someone like Rooney someone like we've got Luke Shaw now that is just someone that needs a pre-season yeah which Always, is fine that needs we to need to accommodate for that yeah. we can't be getting someone in for, with two days before the end of the win- or two days after the window ends or before the window ends sorry and be like go on then play then especially because the window ends in October we need to get him in before the start that's of the what worries and me. that's yeah, the thing as well if we get him in in October and we're six games waste. in and we're, we've only got four points yeah. and it, we're, he's having it. to pause out of another nightmare this season is going to be so much tighter because Chelsea have already making signings the Scousers and City aren't going anywhere, it pains me to say. City are making signings. So for us to actually get third is going to be harder this season. And I know people only, won't want to hear that. And there's City and Wolves that are left in any Europe, because Chelsea's still got a game, but, but they're, they're not... 3-0 down, aren't they? Away they're going to send him. the kids and just go, just go on, lads, have a, have, a great, have a holiday there. They're not going to put a full-strength team out, I wouldn't think, to try and win for... It's one game, it's one game they come back, done. Pre-season. Um, so 
There's them. There's only three teams. You've got the rest of the league that are going to have this. Looks like it feels like an extended break for them. They're going to have almost two months at it, kind of thing, or at least six weeks at it. And if you don't come in flying, you know we can drop points against the lower down teams, which we did at the start of this season. That kind of derailed everything. So we have to be flying as we start this season. Yeah. Yeah. And we need any signings we make needs to be in at least two or three weeks before we start the season. Like you were saying earlier, you know, you look at it already. City at the time of recording this looks like the Aki deal is going to happen. Mm. You've got the, the young lad from Valencia, is it Torres? Torres, yeah. yeah um, Torres. Um, then Chelsea have already Ferran, done Werner. Um, who else have done? Um, ZH. ZH. And Havertz on the way by the looks of things. Looks like that's a, a dumb deal. So they're not fucking about. Yeah, the Havertz one because they're in uh, Europa League as well. Right. So I think that's going to be. Well, it's difficult for Chelsea because they only signed two players when they had a transfer ban last summer. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and brought in 39, recalled really 39 loanees players, yeah. that they had that, no, you know, that almost sort of went Put under the radar. Putting on a full-time deal and getting Pulisic in, that's got to be hard when you're on a transfer ban, isn't it? That 100 million quid worth of players <laughs> on I mean. a transfer ban. They really need some improvements. Um, this is one of those things that is just a stupid thing to say, but when we're looking at next season and obviously Chelsea are improving and not not because I think either any of those players that were mentioned are bad players, but you'd assume that maybe not all of them will be immediately successful at the club just because the way transfers tend to work, especially big money transfers like that. You look at City, who continuously pay at least 40 to 60 million for, for defenders who invariably get dropped after two months. Um, do you think there's a case that United could maybe overtake? Obviously, we have overtaken Chelsea, but... And Liverpool, who, again, whilst they've been so good this season, have lost some of their sort of luster a little bit in the last few weeks just because they don't try they're not you know you've won the league they're not trying as much but you can't just turn back on let's win every game especially when this season they scored less than they did last season and you know they, they conceded more and all these sorts of things statistically other than the points they actually weren't as dominant this season I know that sounds stupid no, to I, say, get, but I get where you when you from. watch them you didn't think fucking hell they're going to get five every game like they did last year they were much more conservative much more reserved but got the wins obviously which sealed the title for them but if they aren't improving next season do you think there's a, a potential for the, the, that points gap to be narrowed I think they, I think it can be but I think they can get away with that and still win the title yeah. I think yeah. they can get away with that sit, you know and still City are obviously setting their stall. Because not improving is is a is yeah. a bad thing to do. Because Especially if when you their look players at, are all if, mid to late twenties. If you look at ninety nine with United, mm. yeah, which I often do. It's a good one. It's have to mint. Remember, oh, and it's it the greatest season any club has ever had in the history of English football. Fact. Um, we were that good, and then in two thousand we walked the league almost, mm -hmm. but we weren't as good as we were in ninety nine. In no. two thousand and one, we all, we walked the league. And I, I mean, I remember going and seeing teams like Derby and Charlton beating us because we'd already won the league and we didn't care. Mm. I think it was 2000 when we won it the earliest time it's ever been won. I think it was yeah. in April. Until? Yeah, no, no, because they didn't play till June, so it's all shit. <laughs> it's a fact. Eat it's that, dorks. Yeah. It's, but we, <laughs> Look we at the won calendar. It, we won it quicker than they any other team. They actually won it long. It took them longer than any other yeah. team to they ever win it till June. Absolutely they're great. Like they were the best team Should ever. be ashamed of yourselves. Um, but but the, my, the point is, we were that good to start with that other teams couldn't catch us. Even though mm. you could argue that 2000 and 2001, we weren't quite as dominant if you watched those I games. Mean, as well, you had, yeah, we you had the yeah. go goalkeeper issues for them two yeah. seasons as well, for mm. as much as your best mate disappeared. <laughs> and we can, dis you know, we we struggled for goalkeeper for two, yeah. two seasons. We improved in... Stan missed a load of games, didn't he, in 2001? I think he only played 15, albeit yeah. he was amazing um, in those 15 games. So we kind of did... The village. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Best yeah. defender I've ever seen at Old Trafford. It is. Vidic, hang on a minute, right? It, this, this whole fucking rose tinted glasses with Manu Vidic. Manu Vidic was great, yeah. He was a great defender and I loved him. But he's the third best centre-back I've seen at United. Behind Stam and Ferdinand? Yeah. And if it wasn't for okay. injuries, I'd have put Wes Brown above him. But Wes Brown was just had too many injuries. That's that's. No, you, but people love stats and what they go when they look at Vidic. Yeah. His stats are better than Ferdinand's. His yeah. stats are better than I Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. So they go, look at the stats, look at the cleans, look at this. Rio Ferdinand, if you look at the amount of games he played and the way he yeah, played, there is, there's he a reinvented defending almost. Yeah. There was. There's a bit of heart behind Vidic in the fact yeah. that he tackled people his head a lot. A that was, that was kind of, that's it. Yeah. He was the captain. He but was, for a period, he, he was as good as people say he was. Bet oh, yeah. Between I'm not, 2007 I'm not, and 2009, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sort of, this isn't a criticism of Vidic, and I'm not having a dig because he left us when we needed no, him. No, yeah. I'm not saying you that. You are a bit. Um, my, my point is, like, for me, and he, you know, I've seen... 
some amazing defenders at, at United. Gary Palace and Steve Bruce, for example. Lauren Defend- Blanc. Lauren- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Paul McGrath a little bit. I was a bit too young, but I still saw glimpses. Um, but for Vidic to be the third best means he was amazing. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he wasn't. I'm just saying for me, Stan was the best I ever mm. saw, closely followed by Rio, closely followed by Vidic. Any one of them mm. would walk into any team in the world and any one of them now in their prime would be the best defender in the Premier League if they were playing now. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, like I said there's a bit I about Vidic because he scored a few goals as well. That was that was the other thing that kind of got Vidic. Yeah. Over he scored big goals in a couple of, in a couple of big games and things like that. And like I said, tackling with the head, the mm. he had that old school way of just you know fucking. He, he, was, he, he was, went through brick walls kind of things. He was quality in that kind of way. He wasn't as good as Stam on the ball. He wasn't as good no, as Stam. Like, Stam, Stam was kind of. just a machine, mm. and you could put Jonsson, Berg. I might be getting my dates wrong here, but I don't think Sylvester ever played alongside him. But I think Gary Neville might have slotted in Wes Brown. Any of those players next to him looked mint. Yeah. They did. And then, to be fair, they were good defenders. They weren't, like I said. But it didn't matter who we played alongside. And it only started coming off, the wheels started coming off, when we got rid of him and then brought in Rio. And Rio wasn't quite... Yeah, wasn't there wasn't there, the yeah. player he became yeah. quite there. We had problems anyway. He's only like 21, 22, yeah, wasn't he? We had problems anyway. And it sort of, you know, I think Fergie admitted, he's admitted it, he underestimated how good Stan was mm, and how yeah. important he was. Vidic, like you say, best January signing ever, anyone's ever had, best window anyone's ever had, just revitalised the entire team. So, yeah, yeah you know, the fucking But like the original point of Scouse is not improving. Yeah. It could, that's what it is. That's what it because, could. because also, let's try I and did, bring I did it back forget, let's let's Sorry, forget, I did forget what the point was. As much as, you know, we, we, support for Devils is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like the idea that they Brilliant. belong to the whole family. Manscaped yeah. just launched in the UK. Didn't you know that, Jay? No, I didn't until gone, recently. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest, and I'll say it, ball hair trimmer ever created. And it's just released the new and improved Lord Mower 3.0 in the UK. Have you ever used a Lord Mower before? A uh, conventional one? Yes. Yeah, what did you think to it? Uh, good. It's good. good did the job well. Well, imagine this, but on a smaller scale. Right, okay. Much smaller in some cases. The third generation <laughs> trimmer features a cutting edge, no, no pun intended, ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. When I tell you this is premium, Jay, I mean premium. I'm not just saying the word premium because it is. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take even longer to shave. Well, that's, get, that's what I need. You can probably get yeah, a few yeah. goes need, out of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I need time. 90 minutes. Yeah, you it's need time. time. I'm not rushing this. No, because they're real thick. Take, I like, 90 minutes is perfect. You just watch the game whilst yeah, doing this. Yeah. Multitasking. That's <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> yeah, chips and dip on the chest. Manscaped down below. Uh, the water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. Uh, and one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, which I've always found sometimes it gets a little dark under there. It does. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I trimming? What aren't I trimming? Have I accidentally taken a leg off? You don't want any of that, do you? You want to know exactly where you are. You want to be able to see the tracks that you've covered. Uh, and you, you don't want to miss any areas. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. I mean, I've been asking for this for years. Everything got everything. I've got a 100 RPM one. It's just an, an old lady with a pair of shears. Uh, they've also, uh, let's not forget, actually, as well about the charging stand. And that's one of the key features I want to talk about. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand, it's not been designed by Dumbos. This has been designed by intelligent people. And its convenient charging dock is powered by USB, which means you can show it off. You invite someone around to your house, look at that. What's that charging over there? Plug it into your laptop at work. Plug it into your laptop at work. It's the lawnmower 3.0. If you're listening to me right now, you want to experience this. You want to experience this firsthand for yourself. That's just true. Let's get the push. Let's get the bush to tush clean. Nice. Get 200 percent off and free shipping with the code Devils at Manscaped.com. Your balls are gonna thank you. They're gonna say thank you, and you're gonna go. I didn't even know you could speak, and they're gonna go. It's because my mouth was covered by all these hairs for all these years. Get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code Devils at Manscaped.com. That is 20 percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code Devils. It's time to shave those balls. We'll put the uh, we'll put the link in the description as well on the oh, old, yeah. audio boom, so you can get get your twenty percent off. And listen, it's a modern era. Get with it. Yeah, yeah it is. get with it. Shave those boils. It would be it would be stupid to to say that Liverpool are certainly going to drop points next season. Obviously, because you know 
why do, would they? Do you think that is a decline? Slight decline towards the end of the season with Liverpool? Yeah. Do you I, think that genuinely I, is? Like the Atletico Madrid game yeah. and post yeah. was a team that was being very... They were so, so... I would call them ruthless in the first few months or sort of savvy. and It, was, it wasn't like, look at us, free-flowing football, we'll concede two, but we'll score six, which is how it felt a bit more last season. I know they weren't quite to that extent and they were, they were defensively good, but... It felt it was a lot of two ones and oh the drawing are oh, 80th minute winner oh you know they're, they're still in behind oh two goals in the last 15. It felt like they were obviously winning more games than ever, but not being quite as imperious and as and as, as scary. They weren't as good this season. No, they weren't. And they haven't scored as many goals. They haven't. Football you know, wise, they weren't as good. Firmino's not scored at home until the last game of the season. That's really? Not the, that's not the attack. He's, he's not done what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, Say that again. But also, you look as well. <laughs> so they the same didn't, amount of goals as Firmino. After they lockdown. didn't what? improve <laughs> particularly from yes. last season to this season yeah, either. Let's not bad. forget that they haven't improved that squad much from last season I will, to this season. I mean, this is the, the only and then bit again, of credit I'll, I'll ever give Jurgen Klopp. He's, he knew, like, everyone was going on in the summer, weren't he? Like, he's not strengthened. Mm. He's making a mistake. I think he knew his team was set. Yeah, to, and, the, and they brought in Cater a little bit and yeah. Fabinho a little bit more right. as well. But also, I mean, and I'm not being bitter, and they, they deserve to, you win the title, you deserve it. I'll mm. say that about any team, whether it's Leicester, whether it's Blackburn, whether it's United, whether it's the Scousers. But not he us. got very lucky <laughs> He got very lucky with injuries as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a club have that fewer injuries yeah. over a season and win the league because over two th- that seasons. front three, the way they play as well, yeah. to not have any injuries is pretty much unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they deserve yeah. to be titled but then, winners. But then, so, I was, so they've, they've been so consistent for two years now. Uh, this season, again, like I said, looking slightly less free-flowing than they have done. But also, let's not forget City dropped... What was it? Twenty-five points from City, what they got last season. City's season, title defense this season was terrible. losing a thirty-six-year-old who didn't have any knees for the last three years in company, but was still obviously talismanic and good for him. And then having one long-term injury to another centre back, and that was the difference. Kevin De Bruyne played almost all of the season, having not played the season before. So you know we talk about how good he is, and he is probably the best player in the league. He isn't the difference between them winning the league and not winning the league. Laporte is. Because this, De Bruyne yeah. was injured yeah. most of last season. And that's where you look at... And they won the league easy. Well, not easy, but... That's them in serious trouble. Yeah. He's, he's that player that makes... Because Trent and, Trent and Robertson are good going forward. Mm. But you take Van Dijk away from them there, then defensively it's mm. not it, as good. It, Gomez is yeah. okay, but he's no, nowhere but he's like, near... No, but it's like that Stam thing of yeah. if you've got... Gomez or yeah. Matip next to now Van Dijk, Van Dijk. every game again next yeah, season. It, they'll look and, good, but but they've still and then they've lost players that rotate in. They've just lost Lana. They start starting to sell. Lovren, they've got rid of Lovren as well. Not starters, but they were squad players that play games for them. That meant that mm. these guys have a break in these games, these games, and this game. I just think they pe- can't do anymore. In, a, in the way that people think that it takes a lot more to go from being a, a third or fourth place team to challenging for the title. And I'm not saying that we're going to do that, but Liverpool did that a couple of years ago, didn't they? You know, um, they were behind us the season when we finished second, and then the next season they got ninety-five points. So, or two seasons later they got ninety-five yeah. points. Uh, so you're never as far off as you think, and I don't think you're ever as secure at the top as you think either. Well, Chelsea are perfect examples of that. They I get ninety points one season and about fifty the next year, every three years. The last two seasons, everyone's thought they are going to go neck and neck Liverpool. There is no chance they're going to be this mm. far behind. Twenty-three points or whatever it was. Twenty-three mm. points behind. It's as bad as and we were under Moyes. With a with a crumble of Liverpool towards the end as well, where they only picked up, they they lost a lot of games that they sh- they wouldn't have done, mm. or they dropped a lot of points Point, after yeah. lockdown that they wouldn't have done. Yeah, they only won the one interesting trophy. thing for me as well is, like everyone loves Pep Guardiola, but when's he rebuilt a team? Mm. He, he went to He's Barca, not, he got a team, he promoted or focused more on like Xavi and Iniesta, and Esu was on his way out. I know he got one season out of him. The lights, you know, there's certain plays that he just moved on or whatever. Um, Ronaldinho, I think, for example. Then he went to Bayern, sort of had that team there, strengthened yeah, but it. All slightly. he did with them was no, that's what won I mean. The league they'd been yeah. winning every yeah, year anyway. That's my point. Yeah. Went to City, okay, at City, you know, he brought in a lot of players, made a lot of signings. Some he got right, a lot he got right, some he got wrong, like Sabravo, for example, uh, Nelito. Also, the they brought in De Bruyne and Sterling before he got there, knowing yeah, he him. was on his way, because he knew that they those those are plays he benefit from. But you've never seen 
Guardiola did what Fergie did. He's never, well, he's never had a team that was well, successful. Most, most then it sailed off and rebuilt it he's, to be successful again. First, he's never done that. To be fair, he kicks in, off this season. It's his longest ever stint as a manager in the Premier hell. League. Really? There are only two managers yeah. that have ever done that, and that's Wenger and Ferguson. No one has ever won the league with a team, rebuilt it, and won the league with the same team again. No. No one's ever done that. Chelsea do that independently of oh, yeah. no, their right. managers. They rebuild and, and win it again. This Torres that they're signing, this, yeah. which I think is going to be a good sign. I love how they're all, they're all fucking experts on him now. Every City fan no, I've seen has always rated him. I've never it. heard him mention Journal- him before in the life. A journalist said, um, I've not seen much of this Torres, but if Pep Guardiola wants him, he must be a good player. Mm. He signed John Stones. Fuck off. For 50 I mean? million quid. I, people forget that He's spent so much money on players, Guardiola, yeah. and he yeah, has like signed some very good players, but yeah, doesn't mean Men, that he's yeah. automatically been good. They've signed a lot of players that have been shit these last few years as well. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that they've just signed yeah, four of them. Pep's Cancelo last season. Isn't great. Cancelo yeah. last season played four games or something. Yeah. For 60 don't, million quid. Don't forget, like, when they brought in Bravo and dropped Joe Hart, that was massive. That was, mm. this is going to be the keeper who's going to play the way I want to play. And also, he'd back. had him as a keeper before. Yeah. He knew him. Yeah. And he, he spent like 30 oh, odd million on him. Broke the record for a like. keeper or whatever. It was shit. And he was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And then it was like, all again. right, I'm going to go go again and buy another most yeah. expensive yeah. keeper in the world. Yeah. And it was like, people going, Pep. Mm. You know, you know you've, got, you, you've got defensive problems. You've got a fifty million pound young defender. You were about to be the next big thing in John Stones. And you can't get a tune out of it. I had a City fan say to me, I think overpaying for Nathan Ake. I said, he's your sixth most expensive defender if he comes in. That's what I mean. And it's like... And that's in the current squad. (laughs) And you've still got Otamendi and Mangala that cost around the same in the £40 million mark. You're like, that's eight to nine defenders that you've all signed. It's really interesting as well because that spine, you spoke about it, company. The spine's always been for me. Yeah, company. I'd throw in Fernandinho. I'd throw in Silva. And Aguero, um, of, of the original. I know you've yeah, got yeah. De Bruyne, you've got um, Negredo, you've got yeah, yeah, Barlow Negredo. Then when he scored right. in like eight games in, in a row at home, but never scored an away goal. He, you know, he, I remember at one point he's like his record was nine in thirty-four, and everyone was going how wonderful he was, and Welbeck's was exactly the same. And everyone was going out shit season. He's had. Come on, Danny Welbeck, hey, exactly. Oh, don't don't get me started. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Um, <laughs> but that, that that spine, that historically, you know, Manchester mm. City spine from company. Who's obviously already re- left? Silver's going. Mm. Aguero's on his way out. Fernandinho is thirty-four, I think. Change. Yeah. So this is now the time. This centre back from all season. He played at centre back from all season. Yeah. Over John Stones. That's what I mean. Change that. Rodri came in and I think he was good, but he was nowhere near Fernandinho. Not Fernandinho, is he? Good, but not where Fernandinho was. I mean, David Silver comes in. They're gonna have to. Rep- he's gone. You're gonna have to replace him for as much as you're gonna say Phil Foden's gonna fill it. Yeah, he's not. You thought that they said that John Stones was going to fill where company was. It's not going to happen, you know. So they're going to have to strengthen. They they're the other team that yes they spent money already, but that team is still now weaker than it was last mm. season. Losing David Silva and replacing him with and and Sane as well and replacing him with this Torres and Ake still a weaker team than it was last year. It is, and I think you know he's got to take some responsibility for that pet because it's been a dreadful mm. title defense. Yeah. I don't get the contradictions, the fact that he says Phil Foden's the greatest player he's ever worked with, yet he doesn't play him week in, week out. Why not? You fucking sweat your points behind the champions. Why mm-hmm. have you not played one of your best players you've ever worked with week in, week out? Yep. You don't see us dropping Martial or fucking Bruno. You don't see us dropping Greenwood since Yeah, then. exactly. You know, it just makes Ollie's no sense. Oli's come out and that. said that he's the best. He needed he's, and, uh, and he's, he needed to bulk up and he did that over yeah. the, the lockdown. And now he's played. Simple as. Whereas Foden... It's just it's the same old thing with these managers. They're like, you know, he, oh, you know, it's like... Klopp giving out fucking appearances at the end of the season to the likes of Harvey Elliott and all these other like youngsters. Oh, yeah, you know, these are the next big thing. He was saying that about Ryan Brewster three seasons ago, and I've yeah. fucking seen him get a sniff. He got he scored a nice goal for Swansea in the Championship yesterday. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, it's just, oh, we've got the greatest youngster I've ever worked with, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other with him. And yeah, it's just nonsense. It's just mm, talking yeah. rubbish. Uh, back to United then. Um, Solskjaer, obviously, uh, it's hard to say overachieved, but we weren't expecting to finish third necessarily at the start of the season. Um, do you think that he moving into next year, obviously we're looking for reinforcements with this p- potentially three positions we want to improve on. Do you think that if he doesn't get those positions, or even if he does, what are the expectations for next season is what I'm asking? Because are, are we just going to lose one game and Solskjaer out again? For me, personally, I think next season a trophy and top four, mm. even though people won't like that, is sort of realistic. I mm. think being involved in the title conversation up until maybe March, would be 
moving in the right direction. I don't well, think we, can we haven't challenge. we haven't challenged for the yeah. title. Since I don't Fergie think we can with his squad, and I don't think free signings, which I think what we'll get, as you mentioned, James Cooper said the other day, and I believe him. I don't think that'll be enough. If we're within six points of the top team in the country at Christmas, I'll be over the moon with that. Yeah, and we I know. Need, listen, I'll be over the moon before with people go. Oh, look at Man United. I get it. But you've got to look at where we're coming from. There's no point in being deluded. It's, it's too late for that, I yeah. think. That whole, oh, United, mm-hmm. we should expect more from that. Well, what mm-hmm. are you doing then? Yeah. But, at I what think... point do you have to say, we aren't the Man United that we were for 30 years or that we have been for, you know, f- f- 40 of the last 70 years? I we're not that team. No, I think no. the. Got to be more realistic. Oh, we need to challenge for titles. Go on then. You look Try the... challenging for titles. Sorry, <laughs> you look Phil last... Jones is starting. You look at the last two managers that have come in, their first seasons. Van Hal got us back into the top four, but then. The squad was weaker for the next season mm. because we lost Di Maria, Falcao, and all them, and replaced. And all we had to do was replace them. We weren't building on our squad. Mourinho got us Europa League, got us Champions League football. There was a little bit of a feel good. You could see something that was happening. You could see his team kind of building. And then all we did in the transfer market was replace the pe- people that he lost. Because he lost Latan, brought Lukaku in. He lost Michael Carrick and brought Matic in. And then we brought a, another centre half when. I don't think he quite thought mm. Lindelof or was going to be good enough. No. You know, so we brought another centre out. Oh, was it Bayer? Was it if he signed the first? It was season? like when you saw the likes of, um, say, Daley Blindley, for example. Yeah. And then, you know, you brought in Eric Bayer, just couldn't get a run. The squad. Marcus Rowe was wasn't. He obviously didn't rate him, or he couldn't get. He couldn't rely on him. Chris Smalling was in and out. Jones was in and out. It didn't felt. It felt like it was just staying the same. The squad never got any better. No. Yeah. As I said, when Lukaku came in. Squad didn't improve. No. We put on different number nine instead of Zlatan because yeah. Zlatan was never going to play again. He was going to get a run of games when his knee got better. That was it. He was going to help us out in the cup. That was it. We need to next going into next season improve on the squad because mm. if we don't, then this whole board conversation that we've had for years about and, and the Glazers and all this will come back again because look. You know, we did it with Van Gaal, done it with Mourinho. If we do it with the third manager, where we don't back them yeah. after they've Especially had... Especially when they've after been successful. Over, after, again, after Van Gaal was relatively successful with mm. that team, did okay in that with that team, got us top four again, looked a bit better, didn't improve, went. Mourinho got us back in Champions League football, won a couple of trophies, looked better, looked like we had the winning mentality again, didn't improve the squad, left. And mm. there was a lot of Mourinho problems. But if, if Oli does that again, if we have this season where... You know, top three, which was is overachieving for for that squad, or mm. as good yeah, as it was, Tottenham have underachieved. It was as good as it was as good as it was going to do. You yeah. know, he's done as well as that squad was ever going to do. And if we maybe pick up a trophy or have a good, we've had two good cup runs. If we get a third where we get to a final, maybe. If we don't improve on that, then there's that mm. big question again: is what what do we you've do? Got a, yeah. You've got if you look what at what do we do? History, and I'm not saying that he's as good as Alex Ferguson because no manager in the history of football is. No, but you look at Fergie. Fergie came in. And I might be getting these wrong, but forgive me. I think he had sort of one season where we got to second, miles away from Liverpool. Yeah. And then the next season, we were like, we dropped off massively. But then he got another season. Yeah. yeah and I think yeah. that was his third full season where we won the, where we won the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But the point was, it was up and down. Yeah. But the pro- you could sort of trust in the process, for want yeah, of a better yeah. expression, where he was bringing through the youngsters. He was changing the ethos of the club. He was doing all these things. And... Again, I had the caveat. I'm not saying he's good as Fergie, but always changing things at United. Yeah, yeah. There is more trust in youth. He has shifted on some of the expensive players that weren't up to standard. There is a sort of feel good factor amongst the squad. They mm, get on with is. each other. They like each the other. Style the, of play yeah, is the style of play. Yeah, the style of play. Score more he, goals. He's shown his faith in the likes of Rashford, Martial. Mm. He, he seems to have built some bridges with Paul Pogba. He's, you know, what I mean, the signings of words. So if next season, for example, we could finish next season on 80 points and finish fourth. Mm. it could happen because the reason that 66 points this season got us third was because we beat Chelsea home and away we beat Leicester home and away we beat um, City home and away City home and away now you can pick up 66 points lose to Chelsea home and away lose to Leicester home and away lose to City home and away and finish with 66 points in 10 for whatever it's how we've done it but I think next season it's going to be more difficult and it might be a case of we get more points which is progress but we might necessarily not have Mm. we might finish fourth or whatever and we've just got to be prepared for that a little bit because yeah. Yeah. I want to see that this, this team and this club is moving forward. You know, you mentioned Van Aal, it's a great example. Van Aal got us to fourth. Next season, won the FA Cup. Now, on paper, that looks like okay, but the fucking football, and you know better than anyone, we lost, dreadful we in lost second players season. Like that second it was season. shite. Van Persie and I'm not gone. being funny, I couldn't do it Van Persie season. left, didn't he? Nanny yeah. left. Um, it was players horrible. Like, uh, is that when so Di Maria left. left. 
Hernandez left. So four, I think Danny Welbeck left in that yeah, second well, season that, as well. Yeah, well, that ruins any but season. those attacking players, that whatever we had left, and we replaced them with Memphis Depay, who didn't work out. Didn't we, yeah. But we didn't, the squad didn't get better. The squad no. kind of, we, we made and signs, it didn't get better. Now, this season, if we sign another defender in left-back or centre-half, I think they're the two positions, a midfielder, creative player, and a J- and Jaden Sancho. But then if you lost a player, if you lost a Paul Pogba, if that still happened, then we've not improved again. But mm. So we need to be prepared for that. And we need to, that squad needs to look better next season. Yeah. So if we do lose a Paul Pogba, if that still happens, two midfielders coming for that. You know, We need to look better on paper than we did, where we've not in the past. We've, we've signed players, mm. you know, I said Mourinho signed Lukaku, which was a very good player for his system. But the squad wasn't any better. I just, I just think Lukaku was a massive mistake yeah. and I think it fucked us and yeah. I know people don't agree because they go he scored 42 goals in 96 games look at the goals he scored look at how he scored them fits and starts didn't turn yeah. up in the big games and I think we put all our eggs in that basket admittedly there wasn't a lot of available there wasn't I think a team around Alvaro Morata was the other one you know, you know exactly who's worse than Lukaku yeah. we there made the right decision yeah. of the two yeah. Yeah. yeah but it just didn't work out but no. we didn't get the players we we didn't get the lads that could cross the ball no. next to him, which is, mm. the thing is, that was the whole point, is that you've gone down this path. And this is the whole thing with Oli now. Oli needs very good technical footballers. We need a Jaden Sancho. We need a Grealish that'll come in as well and make this even better. To just win hundreds of penalties next season. I hope we have a season where... So we I, want break that, I want to break that record. I don't want to break the record. Penalties. I want us only to score penalties <laughs> next season. I want us to score 111 goals and all of them are penalties. I, I would, would love not, that. I Imagine how fuming people would be. Mate, you know my thoughts on piss boiling. That'd be better, that'd be better if, than that. If we won the league <laughs> and only scored... Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer without penalties has actually got a 0% win record. I'd fucking love it. Yeah. Only penalties You take away on. his penalties. We only scored. No, we haven't scored any. That's it. Penalties, penalties. Yeah, yeah. Take away Marshall's penalties. He's got a 100 goal season because he takes every single one of them and don't miss. That's that, what I want. That'd be mint. Don't care about all this. No, refs are giving you easy. We only Fuck score set-piece goals. Free this kicks, season, this season has been the one season where more penalties than ever have been guaranteed because of VAR mm. like in the past there's been up for debate and that, but you've had penalties checked like said, someone went, someone went through them in, for, in I've seen football. that thread where someone went through all 14 mm. and there's maybe there's, there's like, one or there's two, two or three that, that were, you think maybe mm, not and then yeah. there's two or three that we probably should have got that we didn't yeah. like the one yeah. where Fred got yanked back on the edge of the box against City was it City? No, he got tripped over against City. There's one where he got pulled back on the edge of the box as well Martial got pulled over in the Palace game as well that's the one I'm on about yeah the thing is right like Historically, you've always had this controversy with penalties, and there's, there's, there's times when you've had like decisions that um, have cost you, that have really cost you. Do you know what I mean? Like in the past, where you go, "Oh, that shouldn't have happened," or "That should have happened," or whatever. Yeah. But um, I think that looking at it over the course of the season, it has been pretty fair. Yeah, it has been pretty fair, and you, you see less now of the of people diving. Like Ashley Young got a reputation for it, and certain people got a reputation for it for diving and I think you see less diving now because you you can't get, you can't get away with it. No. And maybe the ones where the goalie comes out and you sort of start to go over before he takes your ankles out. We saw Bruno do one of them, but he still took his ankles out. Like yeah. it, it, the, 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 the Ashley Young one where someone would come across you and you're diving over like that. We saw Grealish do one the other week, didn't we? Yep. And people you just take the piss out of him instead. Yeah. Um, I think the, 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 the percentage success rate on penalties given is higher than it ever has been. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Thank God. It's good. It's good. And it's great, isn't it? It's 14 good. penalties this season. Um, right, so Jay, before we go, obviously this is the last uh, podcast before the Europa League starts. We're going to be covering all that on Stretford Paddock. We'll have watch-alongs for the LASK game. We could, I, I reckon we should maybe do some sort of some sort of competition to see if anyone can guess the correct starting eleven against LASK. Because I'll be stunned if anyone gets it. I'll, I'll be absolutely stunned if anyone gets that eleven right. But... Um, Give me your score prediction for the LASK game. Give me your little, uh, just a little prediction of how we're going to treat the Europa League very quickly. I think he'll treat it as just a, like he's not even a glorified pre-season. I think he'll give some of the youngsters a chance. Mm. I think he'll get his first team squad. He'll just want them to get fit. So I expect to see. Maybe he might go for it a bit more if he gets to the semis or the final. But I think uh, certainly for the first couple of games, it'll just be the, the kids. Mm. So you say, sorry, do you say my starting 11 for the... the no, give a score prediction. Oh, score prediction for the LSK. I think, I think the LSK know that they beat lost this already. So I think we could actually hammer him again, even with the kids. Mm. I think it could be something like, maybe not hammer him, but three 0 a comfortable win. 
Manchester United. What are you thinking? How are we going to how are we going to be approaching this? Same kind of thing, but mm. I think that I think he will bring players back if we get mm. to semi final. I definitely think he'll bring the players back. I think he'll want to win that trophy. I think yeah. Ollie Ollie wants that. Ollie, Ollie wants, needs a trophy. Ollie wants that picture of the trophy. I think <laughs> yeah. I think he needs I really that for himself. That. I think FA he Cup wants would have been that. better because it's the best version of that trophy available, even if it's not as highly regarded as Champions League or yeah. the FA Cup. The FA Cup is the best cup yeah, he can win. Definitely. I think that, but I think, like I said, I think in the first two games, it's kids. Mm. I think Fred and McTominay get a bit of a run because they've not played many games. I think Mata comes in, Lingard plays a mm-hmm. few more, Pereira. But I think last game, I'm going to go for I'm gonna go for like a 2-2 draw mm. or something like that. I think both, both games don't really care. United will score early and then it'll just be like, it doesn't really matter. Can I, can I just ask something before you wrap up? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's it now with Paul Popper? Do you think he stays next season? I'll be very surprised and upset if he leaves. Yeah, do you think that's, do you think that's that he's not I, d- I don't know. I just, I don't see it happening. I don't see Madrid spending the money because they're, they're the only team that are going to come in for him. Sorry to go, I know you're wrapping up. I'm just sorry. curious because it just seems to quiet down a little bit. Mm. But then I think... Too much. Yeah, like... <laughs> Too quiet. As it, you know, is it all, is that there? Is he is just there now? A, yeah. Another bounce, just just, before, probably just before the start of the I always worry because we've got to the open. point now where Bruno and Pogba are so pivotal to the team. Mm. And you mentioned it earlier, you said if you, get, if you lose Pogba, you've got to bring in two to replace him, which yeah. you get, it just, you know... I think we saw that, didn't we, in Spurs? It took five minutes for Spurs sounds, for everyone to go. I know this sounds <laughs> daft, <laughs> yeah. but I think if we'd have like if Grealish had been done like yeah. last week, if Grealish had been signed, I think yeah. I'd been more worried. I think we'd I'd been going, is that back of the mind going just in case, just in case Madrid come in and go? There's 150. Do you million. think? I mean, again, sorry to keep going on about it, but I do. I'm a bit of a worrier. Do you think that's all? He's more important, most important thing. All he's got to do. Is what, is keep Paul Pogba Pogba. Is that more important? Do you think than even getting a Sancho or whatever? Or do you think Sancho? No, we have to. We have to. I said we have to. I think we need two players at least that come yeah. in and are mm. starters that come in and play right, straight right. away. That's for me. That's my important yeah. thing. I think we need two players, right winger and another. I just, somewhere I just else. find it unnerving when we're not talking about football. I'm yeah. always <laughs> like, this is the quiet <laughs> before the storm. So I don't want to like you know obviously go on about it, but I just do because yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for Riola to come out and go. You know, oh yeah, it. don't be surprised. Yeah. If, I, I'd be surprised if we went through the whole of preseason and yeah. into next season with no mention. Riola come out and go. Oh, they're going to salt shards. He's going incarnate, and yeah. I will never ever speak to if that man again. Paul Pogba would have finished say eighth or something. Yeah, or he'll pick a fight with like Arthur Albiston or someone. just randomly. Yeah, right. That's all from us today. Let us know how you think and how you think uh, Solskjaer will approach the Europa League and how you think he should approach the Europa League. Is it just a sort of glorified charity shield at this point or is it a chance for him to win his first trophy and a major trophy at that? Let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us at home. Thanks for joining me, Jay and Alex. See you later. And again, don't forget to check the link in the description to get 20% off and free shipping on your Lawnmower 3.0 with the code DEVILS at manscaped.com. Again, link in the description at manscaped.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.